Man of the Family by Ralph Moody, 1951, University of Nebraska Press, Chapter 4, We Start a Cookery Route. I'm glad, Lord God, that you give me time to read this book. I'm thankful for the rain that we got today, for the beautiful, cool weather that flowed in behind it. Thank you, Lord, for the green outside, for all the flowers and the birds. I rejoice, Lord, that um, you give us endeavors to do, creative things to accomplish. And I pray that this reading tonight would uh, glorify you. In Jesus' name, amen. At noon on the third day, no, start that again. At noon on the third Monday, mother was home. Hal met me at the schoolhouse door. There was a note and a dollar bill pinned to the front of his blouse. The note said for me to get a pair of rubber gloves, the inexpensive ones, at Hill's Drugstore and four dozen picnic spoons at the Thimble Nickel, <laughs> at the Nimble Nickel, and to hurry so I wouldn't be late for school in the afternoon. If I'd had Lady, I could have done it in 15 minutes, but without her, I had to run most of the way. When I got home, Mother met me at the back door. She didn't give me a chance to find out what she wanted the spoons and gloves for, but passed me out a glass of milk to drink and some sandwiches to eat on my way back to school. Then, before she closed the door, she said to hurry straight home that afternoon. She had a very important job for me. As I came up the lane from school, I saw a Jersey cow tied to one of the cottonwoods in front of our house. Of course, I knew Carl had brought her, and I supposed that taking care of her was the important job mother had for me but I couldn't figure out why we needed rubber gloves and picking spoons to take care of a cow. <laughs> Mother knew how to cook really good things to eat from just common groceries. She learned most of it from her mother down in Maine. She could bake beans that were golden brown, didn't get mushy, and glistened in their own syrupy juice. She knew how to steam New England brown bread, the kind that's made with two cups of sweet milk and one cup of sour, two cups of Indian meal and one cup of flour, and she could make Indian pudding that would set with whey lumps like jelly all through it. I never tasted donuts as good as mother's, nor apple pie either. That's what was what mother wanted the rubber gloves for. She and Grace had been cooking all day, and mother had to wear a glove over her still tender hand. When I came into the kitchen, she had a pot of baked beans, one of Indian pudding, an apple pie, donuts, and two loaves of brown bread all laid out, piping hot on the table. She and Grace were putting a piece of three-inch plank into the oven when I came through the door, and the kitchen was hotter than Tophet. Mother told me to sit down at the table because she wanted to talk with me. When she came over, her face was bright red and her hands were trembling. Ralph, I am giving you a very responsible job, she said, but I'm sure you can do it very nicely. We've got to begin making our own living and we must make it through things we can do at home so we may all be together and help each other most people like new england cooking and there's a good profit in it if we can sell it do you think you could go from door to door with these samples and see if we could get enough orders to make it worthwhile i don't i didn't see how i could carry all the things on the table from door to door and write down orders at the same time but i nodded my head and mother went right on as though she knew what i was thinking I have it planned it all out, she said. You can take Hal's little go-kart, mother always called Hal's little wagon a go-kart, and we'll put a piece of hot wood in the bottom to keep everything warm. Then you can wheel the cart right up to the doors, always go to the back doors, and ask the ladies 
if they would like to come out and sample your mother's New England cooking. Never ask them if they'd like to order some until after they've sampled it. Do you think you could do that? I nodded my head again. And Grace brought a little writing pad and pencil. Now the prices are very important, Mother went on. I'll write them down here on the first page, where you can look at, back at them if you forget. Baked beans and engine pudding are 15 cents a quart. Brown bread, five pound lard pail size is 10 cents. Donuts are 10 cents a dozen, and apple pies are 20 cents each. That may sound high for an apple pie, but when they're selling for 10 cents at stores, you just point out to the ladies that my pies are larger and have a lot more apple in them. We'll make our first delivery next Saturday. From then on, if you get any quantity of orders, it will be Wednesday and Saturday afternoons. And I had time <clears throat> to water the new cow and put her in the barn before Mother thought the plank was hot enough. Then we loaded all the cookery onto Hal's wagon. Mother cut the pie, took one piece out so the ladies could taste the apples, and set it on into her low Dutch oven with the iron cover. Then she packed the donuts into a hot stone crock with a napkin over them, sliced the brown bread with a string, and wrapped the picnic spoons in another napkin. As I started away from our kitchen door, she called after me, now do be careful and polite and don't forget the prices. She called again when I was going out the front gate. Remember what I told you about the apple pies? It didn't look as if I was a very any good as a salesman. I started at the corner where our lane came into the high road and I went to every house. Most all the ladies came out and ate a donut and sampled the other things. Some of them even went back into their kitchen and brought out a knife to cut themselves a little wedge of pie. But most of them said the same thing. I'd just love to have some of your mother's baked beans. My, that is delicious brown bread. And this Indian pudding, isn't it, is lovely. Do you know how your mother makes it? But they're so dear. I'm afraid we can't afford any this week. But you call around again. I knew the cow needed to be milked, but I didn't go home till it was way after dark and all the donuts were gone. And I only had orders for eight quarts of beans and four quarts of Indian pudding, five loaves of brown bread, six dozen donuts, and two apple pies. I figured it all up, and it only came to $3.30. I always had trouble with getting a lump in my throat when I wanted to cry and wouldn't let myself. I had one as big as a baseball when I got home that night. I was mad about it, and I hated to go in and tell Mother how poor a job I'd done. But I started telling her as soon as I got to the door. She opened it just as I wheeled the wagon up and asked me what had kept me so late and if I'd had any trouble. I was so mad I didn't know what I was going to say till after I'd said it. Yes, I had plenty, I almost hollered. And I don't like to do business with women. They're piggy and stingy and cheaters, most all of them. I only got $3.30 worth of orders, and they ate up all the donuts and pudding and more than half of the beans and brown bread. The ones they ate the most said it was too dear and then told me to call around again so they could eat some more. And that fat old missus, that's as far as I got. Mother had come down the steps. There, there, she said, that you're all tired out and hungry. Didn't you even stop to eat a donut yourself? I should have given you one when they were hot. But I just didn't think. Why, it seems to me you did pretty well for your first day. We only have to sell $20 worth a week. It's half profit that will give us all we need. I didn't like being a sissy that mother had to pat, but I did like her hand rubbing up and down on the back of my neck. Now you come in, she said, and let me warm you up some beans before you milk our new cow. Our new cow was a good one. She was real light fawn colored with curved in horns and her back wasn't any higher than my head, but she was bigger around than lady. 
Hal had named her Duck Legs because her legs were so short and her bag was so big it came within a foot of the ground. I had to use two buckets to milk her. She gave about 12 quarts of milking, but that big a bucket wouldn't fit in under her. <clears throat> I had to milk her into 10 pound lard, into a 10 pound lard pail and keep pouring it over into the big bucket. Mother let Grace and me sit up that evening after the other youngsters had gone to bed. For a while, I thought I was going to be able to talk her out of my having to go to school anymore, but I didn't. First, we talked about the cow. With her giving as much milk as she did, we couldn't use it all, and Mother wanted to be sure we got the most we could for what we didn't need ourselves. Grace was quick as a flash with figures, so Mother sent her for a pad and pencil. When Grace came back, Mother said, now let me see. Let's say our cow gives an even 12 quarts of milk at a milking. That's 24 quarts in a day, isn't it? Well, we'll need about four quarts a day for you children. Then engine pudding takes a lot of milk. Let's say Ralph is able to sell. How many quarts of engine pudding did you get orders for today? I said, only four. Mother turned to Grace. You see, what we have to figure out is whether we'll, we'd get more for our extra milk as just plain milk or as butter. But first, we've got to see how much extra milk we'll have. It seemed to me as though Mother was going at it just the right way. But Grace kept opening her mouth as if she wanted to say something. Mother noticed it too and asked, what is it, dear? Well, Grace said, if we just want to know which will bring in the most money, we don't need to know how much we'll have to sell. Mother pinched her um, lip a minute and said, well, I can't see why not. How will we know how much money we'll get if we don't know how much we'll have to sell? Well, we're not going to find out how much we'll, we'll get, are we? We're trying to find out which way we'll get the most. No. Are we? Why, yes. I guess we are, Mother said. Then all we need to know, Grace said, is how much milk it takes to make a pound of butter and how much a pound we can get for butter. We know that we pay Mrs. Lenhart a dollar for every 24 quarts of milk we get from her, and we should get more for rich Jersey milk. I think we got to get five cents a quart. How many quarts of milk does it take to make a pound of butter? Mother pinched her upper lip again and said, now, let me think about that. How I used to make butter on the ranch. When both cows were fresh, I used to have four good pans that are rising. That would be eight pans a day. Then I used to churn once a week and would have about 25 pounds of butter. Now, let's see. What, where does that leave us? Grace hadn't put down any figures at all, but she answered right back. That's 25 pounds out of 56 pans, so it's two and a quarter pans to a pound. With Jersey milk, we could figure it out, two pans. How many quarts in a pan? Now, let me think, Mother said. Those were six-quart pans we had on the ranch, but I didn't fill them brimful. Oh, about five quarts, I think. Then it would take 10 quarts of duck legs milk to make a pound of butter. How much a pound do you think we could sell it for? Mother knew that right offhand. 25 cents, she said. My, my, why, that way we'd only get two cents a quart for our milk and think of all the work we'd have. Ralph, I think I'll have to let you stay out of school tomorrow and see if you can, can't drum up some milk customers. You could tell them we'd deliver it right to their doors and they wouldn't have to come after it. Gracie, will you put the tea kettle on so we can sterilize a couple of fruit jars? I want to set some samples so he will be able to show the ladies what a deep cream line our Jersey milk has. When mother said ladies, I got mad all over again. <laughs> the only reasonable ones I'd had ever done business with were at Fort Logan right in the middle of the gold panic. When nobody else had money, the officer's wives at Fort Logan had plenty. 
I knew because Father and I had sold them all the garden truck we didn't need for ourselves. I was thinking of that while I dried the milk pan and put it back on the shelf in the woodshed. When I came into the kitchen, I said to Mother, it doesn't seem to me we made a very good deal when we loaned Lady to Carl Henry for his cow. If I had Lady, I could haul all the cooking you could do up to Fort Logan and sell it as quick as anything. And those officers' wives wouldn't eat up all the samples and then say they were too dear. Besides, I could make a lot more money with Lady plowing gardens and helping drovers through town than we could ever make off selling milk from that old cow. If I could just stay home from school and have Lady all the time, I'll bet I could make $2 a day. And that's $12 a week. If I didn't work on Sundays, that's $2 more than you said we needed. I guess I was talking a bit too loud before I'd finished, and the little... Two little frown lines came between Mother's eyes. She pulled my chair over toward hers, and her voice was real quiet when she said, Sit down here, son. I want to talk to you a, minute, a few minutes. Gracie, I'll take care of setting those milk samples. You run along to bed and get some rest. You've worked very hard today. I sat down in the chair beside Mother, but I didn't know what she was going to say to me. Grace fussed around getting a drink out of the water bucket and putting the cat outdoors before she started for bed. All that time, Mother didn't say a word but just sat there rubbing her upper lip with her thumb and finger and humming in the sweet by-and-by. When Grace had finally gone, Mother said, I know how you feel, son, and I know you want to do everything you can to take care of us like Father did. Someday you're going to be able to do it all by yourself, but you're too young now. Gracie may have to stay home and help me for a long time, but Gracie is a girl. I can teach a girl most of the things she'll need to know right here at home, but we must think about your future Someday you're going to have a family of your own. If you have only a sixth grade education, you will never be able to give your children the advantages other children will have. When you grow up, most of the men you have to compete with will have had high school and some of them college educations. I don't want my boys to grow up to be handicapped men. Father wasn't handicapped, I said, and he didn't go to school very much, did he? I was sorry just as soon as I'd said it. No, Mother said. Father didn't have much education, or we might still have him with us. I said, I'm sorry, Mother. She didn't say anything for a minute or two, and her voice was whiskery when she went on. She laid her hand over on top of mine and said, Now, let's talk about Lady and the cow. I think I know how much you miss Lady, and I'd like it if we could keep her. But we can't. You see, there won't be any gardens to be plowed for another week or two, after another week or two, and isn't that about as long as there will be any flocks or herds being moved through Littleton this spring? Of course I had to say yes. And don't be too disappointed about the number of orders you've got today. I'm sure you'll do much better when you try at the larger houses on the hill. Then she looked at me and smiled. Some women are rather hard to do business with, aren't they? But there are some really fine ones. Now, I'll set this milk while you get run along to bed. When I was going through the door into the dining room, she said, Father never raised his voice to me, and I know you never do it intentionally. I knew what she meant and said, No, ma'am, I won't ever do it again. Then I went to bed. I had a lot more luck selling milk the next morning than I'd had selling beans and brown bread. Before I started out, Grace wrote me up some milk tickets. She took a five-cent pad of writing paper and cut it in two longwise. Then she measured off it off into five coupons up and down and made lines between each one of the tracing wheel with the tracing wheel mother used for sewing. After she'd written, good for one quart of Moody's Jersey milk on each coupon. She tore them off the pad so there were four strips of coupons in each pack. All I had to do was to get a dollar 
and give the customer a pack. Of course, I did have to write down the address where I sold coupons so I'd know where to deliver milk. I didn't want to get milk customers scattered all over town, and I knew there wouldn't be much use going to the houses where the ladies had said the cookery things were too dear. So I just went to the houses where I would got orders the day before. It worked fine. By 10 o'clock, I was all out of coupons and had $8 to take home to mother. Some of the ladies wanted two or three quarts a day, but they only bought one pack of coupons. Mother had more cookery samples ready when I got home from school Wednesday afternoon. She wanted me to go to the houses up on the hill, so she made me keep my shoes and stockings on. I think she was afraid I hadn't been polite to all the ladies when I first went out for cookery orders. Before she let me go, she made me practice on her. I had to take the wagon with everything on it out to the road, then bring it into our back door and act as if I were trying to sell cookery to Mother. I felt kind of silly doing it, and probably I grinned a little. The first thing she said when she opened the door was, that's all I need to see. If you can grin like that when a lady comes to the door, you can sell beans and brown bread. Either I grinned right or I just went to the right houses, but I got a lot of orders. When it was nearly dark, I stopped to figure out how much it came to, and it was over $16, and I still had lots of donuts left. I was afraid Mother would kill herself if she tried to make any more cookery than, our, than I'd already sold, so I went running home with the orders as fast as I could go without tipping the wagon over. After all, the other children had gone to bed that night. Mother took her Wedgwood sugar bowl down off the mantelpiece, that was where she always kept the money, and asked Grace and me to draw chairs up to the table. Mother counted the money over twice, then she said, hmm, hmm, my, only $9.85. I didn't realize we were quite so close, but the material for those samples took much more than I planned on, and really, $8 of this doesn't belong to us yet. You see, it won't be ours until we've delivered all the milk on the coupons. However... I think we would be justified in using it for materials to make goods we're going to sell for cash. Hmm. Even at that, I'll see how this amount will cover everything. We're nearly out of fuel. I'll need half a ton of coal, and that will take more than $2. Mother sat pinching her lip for a minute, then she went on. I'll have to go down and see Mr. Shellabarger first thing in the morning. If I show him all these orders, I'm sure he will give us credit until Saturday for what groceries we'll need. For Ralph... You'll have to stop in and pay him just as soon as you finish your deliveries on Saturday. We are not going to run up any grocery bill. Then I'll borrow Gunther's old mare to take you down, I said. It's too far for you to walk clear to the village, and coal is cheaper if we haul it ourselves. No, Mother said, no. I can't let you borrow the Gunther's horse. We're going to make it our own way, nor, nor borrow it from our neighbors. Now, you children run right along to bed. I'll be up in a few minutes. Okay, well, we can see that Ralph's mother continues to have great plans. I love you, and thank you for taking time to listen.